Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And let's face it, what's going on in the political front really is all of our business, if we like it or not. Uh, it's something that uh, really uh, we spend a lot of time dealing with and thinking about. And, of course, in uh, the last week we had really a, a very difficult situation that I think potentially had huge economic consequences if it wasn't navigated properly. And so... We're going to focus about that. What I'm talking about is the uh, continuing re- resolution to keep government operating that uh, passed by the narrowest of margins. Uh, one of my favorite people to talk to when it comes to things particularly related to the media, but media and politics, and that's going to be a big part of our focus today, uh, is my guest, Jeremy Murphy. Always love having him on, former CBS executive, uh, PR rep, uh, PR executive extraordinaire, and really, I always enjoy having him on the program. He's the author of a book called F Off Chloe, which is hilarious. He brings a lot of insight to every single interview. Jeremy, always welcome back to the show. Thank you. I, I love doing the show. I love talking to you. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Let's talk about, uh, you know, I, I think you being in this conversation is really helpful because of your insights on the media. And I want to talk about the media's treatment of Speaker McCarthy, which I, I am no fan of, of Speaker McCarthy. On the other hand, I look at the landscape of the Republican caucus, and he's about as close to normal that uh, isn't a moderate Republican, which would be utterly unacceptable to the Republican caucus, and who is not a complete left job. I mean, he's really in that golden mean between the two. And in our current political environment, he did something that is almost impossible to do, which is to get a bunch of Democrats to help him get legislation done. And and the crazy Republicans, the wacko crowd, are are calling him, treating him like a, a traitor. Because of that, how in the world do you get Democrats to do that? McCarthy, with all of his really now strong negative characteristics that I think are pragmatic and not real, in spite of all that, though, knows that his primary job as speaker is is to govern. And he chose to govern, which apparently the wacko wing of the Republican Party no longer wants to do. So that's a lot there. There's some stuff for you to play with. Yeah, you know, the, these Republicans, especially the Freedom Caucus, they remind me of children who have a tantrum anytime they don't get what they want. And the problem is they're playing with something very serious, which is the nation's debt level, which is something you don't like. That was never a thing before people like Newt Gingrich used it as, as leverage. That, that never happened before because, you know, these people took it seriously. And now you have their terrorists. And, you know, McCarthy, I, I think he's in a jam. And, and, you know, they've gone through speakers like Tissue, Paul Ryan, John Boehner. They couldn't control it, and they kind of gave up. And so I think the Democrats are probably in, in a great advantage here because McCarthy's going to need them from, from yeah. now on. And I think yeah, the and Democrats I'm, I'm need this leverage. It's a curious thought. Uh, to me, it's kind of fantasy because how uh, polarized the two are, you know, but do the, do the Democrats help the Republicans or help McCarthy in order to tr- create a house where some stuff can still get done? Or do they just let them butcher themselves, but the party becomes completely ineffectual when someone else in the leadership caucus? And, and really, again, McCarthy is about the closest thing to normal in the leadership part of, of the uh, house. 
Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. It depends on they want to get things done or not. You know, McCarthy is hostage. Um, and he should have known that because it took him, what, 17 votes to get the job. And, yeah, never you know, required before. Of, that's <laughs> telling. Um, yeah. And so I think he, he is going to have to uh, negotiate with Democrats from now on. Um, and I think Democrats are going to use this for leverage. And, you know, one of the things is I think dropping this impeachment thing against Biden, which is absolutely ridiculous, and instead of, I don't know, solving this crisis with the debt, they had hearings on impeaching Joe Biden. It's like, don't we have bigger things to worry about? Um, mm-hmm. So I do think, you know, Democrats are in a really good position, even though they're a minority party, I think they're going to be able to use this as leverage to at least get something through um, that is less, you know, uh, like less extreme. Yeah, and I think that, you know, you say they're a minority party. They are, right? By what, nine votes? (laughs) I mean, it is the tightest, the tightest difference, uh, I think, in the modern era. I mean, it's so tight, it's ridiculous. And it even gets weirder when you look at the fact that 90 of those Republicans in that caucus, around 40%, um, maybe more, they are more more than that, uh, around 50%, more than that. Uh, you get my point. The majority of that caucus, of the Republicans in that caucus, they're completely wacko. And you've got a big, big part of the uh, Democrats that I would call wacko of the AOC crowd. Um, more than half of that caucus is. And so you talk about a house divided, d- divided. To my point, I don't think there's anyone who can manage this well and make it make it look sane. No, and you know the problem is with um, you know the Matt Gateses is they don't want to govern. They want to throw uh, they want to throw bombs and get on TV and get a show on Fox News. They are not interested because all the things that they're proposing are put, like, they're, they're, they're absurd. One of the things that they were asking for was a 30% um, cut in government spending. Um, right. No, you can't do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, it, it's, the, the will's not even there, let alone the economics. It, doesn't, it, it simply does not make sense. And so uh, my, my thoughts are, you know, wh- what do you see going forward? I'm almost saying that McCarthy's at the point where he has now routinely said over the last three or four months, if you guys want to take me out, go ahead and try. And I think there's now some part of him where it's like, what a relief it would be to get kicked out by this nut jobs. They'd probably go down as a badge of honor for me. <laughs> well, you know, the problem is, you know, it's the devil you know. So Democrats have him in a good spot because he's going to need them. You know, if they um, elect someone else who, um, you know, it, it could be worse than McCarthy. So I oh, think Democrats... too. Yeah. And I think Democrats are going to support him, like if they put up a vote to, you know, get rid of McCarthy, I think the Democrats are going to be like, no, we, we want him um, because yeah. you might get someone worse. Yeah, and if that happens, by the way, I expect McCarthy to get a serious primary challenge. If, he's, if his speakership 
is rescued by Democrats, which is unheard of. Do you know how far back you have to go to find someone crossing party lines to support a speaker? I don't know if this happened in the modern era. Uh, If that happens, uh, he will get, he probably will get primaried out. I would think. And isn't it ironic that that's your job as, as, as a congressman is to work with everybody to, uh, I don't know, pass legislation. I mean, that's the whole goal. And, He's going to get, he's going to get, uh, probably lose his job for doing what he should have done. <laughs> Losing his seat for doing what he should have done. Yeah. I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, it, it's, it's such a bizarre world. And people, I don't think people, you know, go look up McCarthy's voting record. I haven't looked. More than likely, he, it will show he didn't vote on anything because historically, the speaker hasn't ever. Right. And the reason and- why is because the speaker's job is to build consensus and to represent the entire house, even if it's only in, in style exactly. and not substance. And I don't think these people who know really very little, but the crazy white know very little about the history of government, how government works. It, it's, oh my goodness. I, I, I wish they'd find some other fantasy game than politics. Well, this party, is, this party is very vindictive. Look what they did to Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney, the only thing that she did was the, after the insurrection, she wanted to hold Donald Trump responsible. That's the only thing. And yeah. not, they not only tossed her from leadership, they primaried her out um, yeah. for just doing her job, which is to hold hearings and get to the bottom of it. So um, they're very vindictive, and, you know, they will do anything. So McCarthy should be worried. Yeah, is that a relief? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a worse job. At, at some point, you just, I, I think at some point you just surrender. I mean, it's like, this is horrible. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. do this anymore. And I almost think he's at that point. It'll be interesting to see what happens next. I look forward to talking to you about that. Uh, give me a website real quick uh, as we wrap it, off, wrap it up. Yeah, um, so I, my, my uh, website is www.jeremy-murphy.com. And my company is 360 Bespoke, so you can find everything about me there. You, you can buy my book, and um, that's it all. Yeah, it's a great book. It's not – I know you sell it as entertainment, and it certainly is, but I think there's some lessons there about the problems going on with uh, the pervasive views of wokeism in our culture um, that you'll laugh, but if you're not careful, you might learn something. So make sure you check it out. Jeremy Murphy, always love having you on the show. I am Kevin Price. This is the nationally syndicated Price of Business.